All right, Kate, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk today. There's a lot going on in downtown Farmington, literally from one end of Grand River to the other. Yes. And I think it's it's a great idea at this point in time to, first of all, help people understand what the DDA does, yes. what the Downtown Development Authority does, and to talk about one of the one of the biggest projects that we've got going on. So, first of all, explain a little bit about Downtown Development Authorities and what they do. Sure, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad that you um, asked to have this conversation, and uh, it's it's a really important community conversation uh, because we are downtown Farmington and we interchange that pretty regularly. Um, downtown Development Authority, Farmington DDA with Downtown Farmington. You know, our website, all of our information is uh, downtownfarmington.org. Our Facebook and social media platform is downtown, downtown Farmington. So those are, those are the ways we get the information out that we have. And if you know to look on our website, we have lots of uh, news and uh, information about our cultural programming and opportunities, but also really wonky things that um, not everyone realizes that we're, we're accountable for and we're reporting, we're tracking, we're uh, managing as part of our downtown. So we are, in short, quasi-governmental. Um, we're a tax-capturing authority and it's a really interesting and effective economic development tool it's geared toward the revitalization of downtowns. Uh, we are also a Main Street community, and those things are um, not exactly the same thing, but we are a select Oakland County Main Street community. And that means that we run on a lot of volunteer horsepower. Um, we report on statistics in ways that we are um, contributing to the, the vibrancy and vitality and economic development of this downtown. Mm -hmm. It's geared toward historic downtown centers. Um, which we are, and uh, so when you overlay those two, um, it's a it's a great we're the, we're the heart we're the hub of Farmington, and I think that holds true whether you are in Livonia, or Farmington Hills, Commerce. You know a lot of our our surrounding communities, Northwest Detroit. We have a lot of traffic into downtown, um, where we serve as the community center. We're a place to be. We're a place to gather. So. In brief, the, the way we operate, our funding, our budget is mostly derived from tax capture. So if you own a property in downtown Farmington, you don't necessarily pay an additional um, tax because you're downtown, although we feel that your property is worth more because you're mm -hmm. part of a downtown. We, sure. That would be our ideal, that we, we um, are, are worth more <laughs> than a strip center out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> right, right. or languishing in a major corridor. But uh, the taxes that these property owners would pay that go out to uh, regional millage, the county, um, in some cases school, library, Oakland Community College, uh, we retain those. We keep them here and they are hyper-local and they can only, these taxes, they can only be applied to uh, purpose within our downtown district. Mm -hmm. So it's a really nice way to keep our property values high, to pay for um, infrastructural things that mm -hmm. maybe the city can't prioritize because they have to take care of the entire city. So we focus that downtown um, and we try and do more with less. It makes more sense um, for us, the DDA, to partner with private 
interest. It's not always appropriate for your local government to do right. that. Right. Um, but we we work with private property owners all the time. We have grants that are available to everyone downtown. If you meet the, you know, basic design guidelines or parameters mm-hmm. that we have, uh, and we've we have a track record of having done that, um, and we have it in our budget every year. We'd like to, right? Um, support downtown investment. There's a Main Street statistic that. So something like for every every private dollar you invest through a facade improvement grant or signage, it results in $37 of private investment. So that's a pretty good ratio. Wow. Um, you know, our facade improvement, for example, can, can cover 20% of your investment. Mm-hmm. So if we're giving you $2,000, you're, you're spending ten. Right. You know, maybe that maybe that helps you fill a, a financing gap. So we're always looking at ways to do more with less, mm-hmm. uh, and that includes partnering with the city on capital projects. So, uh, you know, there, I, I think things like streetscapes are always a, a question with people. You know, why do we do these things? Why do we invest in public space? Um, why do we want to do this downtown and uh, not in a neighborhood? And I. I'm passionate about downtown, and that's our role here at the DDA. And I feel that you know, investing in a square of sidewalk that will be walked on by ten thousand people weighs more than you know a remote sub at the outskirts. Um, and, and residents have to weigh that too. You right. know, the, the investment right. in your downtown is your is your community's identity. Right. And I think it's uh, it's integral with the quality of your schools. It's uh, it's a big piece of quality of life in your town. Uh, it, there's a direct impact on your residential. Uh, property value. Mm-hmm. The, oh, sure. You know, it's think about vibrant downtowns in Michigan, yeah. and um, how how you associate the cost of buying a house in that community, particularly within walking distance <laughs> right. of your downtown. Right. In downtown, we have a walkability score of about a hundred, and that means okay. that you can walk to cover most of your essentials. You, know, you can you can visit the eye doctor. You can uh, buy food. We have a, a grocery store. You can um, visit the library. Hey, of course, that's a, that's a life essential. We yeah, know. Of course, um, you can buy a lo- at loaf of bread, or you can buy a beer, mm-hmm. and you can gather. We have some cultural amenities: array of recre- right. recreation at Riley Park, right. the farmers market. So all of these elements that um, are directly or indirectly supported through the. Um, the tax capture that we're emphasizing. And then the relationship between the DDA and the city is the city council appoints DDA board members? Yes, yes. Okay. So there's, um, there's a, I don't want to say a check and balance because we have a, we have a great relationship with the city. Right. And uh, so we run, the DDA pays for space here within city hall. Right. So, and I, we've, our board, uh, I answer to the board. Mm-hmm. So I'm an at-will employee. Okay. Um, and, it's organizational structure is different in different communities, but we're autonomous. Mm-hmm. We have our budget approved by city council, um, and I work very closely with the city finance director. So that's where we get our counting um, support, yeah. and we do strategic planning together. Um, we have representation on the capital improvement plan, which was just published, uh, and that includes projects all over the city. Mm-hmm. You know, how if we're going to buy a new uh, Vector truck at DPW or yeah. Um, invest in parks. Um, I, I think it's important that we all understand these projects that our community is faced with, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a DDA design committee, which is, uh, we have four Main Street committees downtown, and they're, and they're not commissions, they're volunteer based. Right. So it's a little different. You know, they, there's no binding uh, 
direction that the city would have to take from mm-hmm. any of these volunteer committees as a downtown, but they really provide um, community passion and support and professional um, insight. Yeah. If we had to pay professional fees for, let's say, our promotions committee to meet mm-hmm. or our design committee, uh, design committees made of, of uh, architects and designers, graphic designers, ad yeah. agency people, historians, um, parking engineers, the, and they they care. They they yeah. must walk into yeah. this meeting at the yeah. crack of dawn, <laughs> um, and uh, they they hatch plans out where yeah. you know for where we should be. They may, they advise on where we would um, put our our money, mm-hmm. you know, to allocate our funding. Um, but then ultimately, it's up to the DDA board to just take that recommendation or not and mm-hmm. make those decisions. And as the executive director, I'm authorized up to a certain threshold to make those things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we make decisions every day that uh, involve you know, replacing lights. That's that's a never end in it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Placing shrubs and uh, trees <laughs> landscaping. and landscaping and, yeah. and um, you know working with. Rhythms in Riley Park, and we mm-hmm. have a new uh, Lunch Beats um, concert series. We produce Art on the Grand in partnership with the city and with mm-hmm. Farmington Hills. We do Harvest Moon celebrations. So mm-hmm. um, our very lean staffing here, yeah. um, I do have a, a part-time employee here, Jessica, who's terrific mm-hmm. uh, and is a very passionate member of our community. Um, I think she could be doing lots of other things with all of her um, capacity and power and smarts. She sure. wants to be here, um, as that's, do all of us yeah, who are working yeah. on this thing, right? That's, um, that's it, a good thing. It's uh, it's really important the work that we're doing, and so so let's talk about the relationship between DDAs, the DDA, and property owners and business. Oh, that's owners. a great question. That's a great question. I think that. Um, the public perception, and we need to do a better job. The, the DDA, the city, um, you know, people think that we are, or they, they have a difficult time uh, at times discerning between what the city is responsible for or the DDA or the Chamber of Commerce, frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, what, true. Are, what are these roles? Oh, true. And, yeah. um, you know, people would yell to me across the street. Hi, Mary. <laughs> I'm the you know director you, of the You do look a little bit alike. Thank you. And I would just say hello back, right? <laughs> I'll wave to you across the street anytime. Uh, so the DDA and city, um, we can't tell property owners, private property owners, to whom they may lease or even that they have to lease. Um, and that's a, a point of contention at times, depending on you know the different personalities that you have. Mm-hmm. These these are complex, living, uh, organic things, these downtowns and cities. Um, So we are, if it's health and safety, we can certainly step in and enforce. But if we're deciding um, whether it's a store that sells candles or neckties or, um, you know, acrobatic harnesses, you know, whatever, we we don't get to, that's overreach. So, So, for instance, with the Hershey's, space the the old space that has was vacant for a long long time and I, I know that the city stepped in a couple of times with code enforcement i know the dda worked Indeed. a little bit with that and in, in talking mm-hmm. working with the owner those are you know obviously those are bigger issues than just what's going into that space that's a great that's a great example of that the status of that building and mm-hmm. that site um was that there was a, a lease with a paying tenant 
who delivered their check in a timely manner every month mm -hmm. and never came to market. So um, just, you know, they're without overreach, they're, right. we would help or support or encourage to the extent of our legal capacity. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that in working closely with the building owner, um, and, and so we have a, a building department here at the city. It's part right. of our um, economic development and um, planning, community development. Uh, we have a, a list of qualifiers. If you have a, if you pull a building permit, if you're making some progress, you have to right. do things, right? right? You have to bring right. it up to code. And yep. um, so we recently um, worked with a project at that site, at, which uh, resolved a couple of issues we had, long, long-term issues. And uh, we're very encouraged that we now have a new leaseholder there who is uh, preparing to unveil a new concept That's in downtown and their goal is to do it uh in the first half of 2020 okay they're keeping it a little bit under wraps but we hope to That's okay. talk about it <laughs> in great detail soon secrets are yeah secrets are not a bad yeah, thing it's it's kind of create thing. an anticipation right know? right um there's a lot of conversation in the community right now about five below yes coming into the former dress barn space yes and we've we've talked about that a little bit um Talk about, um, first of all, that particular franchise, mm -hmm. because you have some information about that franchise, I think, that would be helpful for people to know. Sure. But also about the DDA's role in maybe encouraging or recruiting tenancy, um, a, a certain mix of stores, a certain type of store coming to downtown Farmington? Yes, that's a great question. And it's such a hot topic in community conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a long history of national retailers in our downtown. And it's um, important to note that uh, Five Below is not displacing a mom and pop shop. They are replacing a national retailer. And I think I think the public is aware, uh, I think our community is aware that there are not many national retailers expanding right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's Target, it's Walmart, it's Dollar General, it's five below. Mm -hmm. And um, we have an opportunity there with an 11,000 square foot premier retail anchor store on Grand River in the heart of our downtown to attract something really interesting. Um, the property is, you know, really well maintained. There's a new, there's a new owner there. Um, we work with them to talk about our downtown. So we've had many field trips. Uh, I'll drop whatever I'm doing and go hold hands <laughs> with anybody who sure. wants to, you know, come in with um, any investment in our downtown. Yep. Um, and we give that respect to everyone. We support any inquiries that we have that are, uh, you know, particularly if there's someone with whom we've been talking or we've approached as this. Mm -hmm. uh, being part of an opportunity for downtown. And we do work on business mix. Um, we, in, the last time we did it was 2014. We had um, Gibbs Retail Consulting come in. They're a nationally renowned um, firm in Southeast Michigan. And they and so they're local, which is you know mm -hmm. doubly good for sure. us. Um, but they made recommendations on the evolving retail economy, business mix, and, and how downtowns could position themselves to be most successful. Um, in the time since they visited us last, uh, we've had Fresh Time come in 
We've had pet value come in. Um, so these are national chains that really are a good, good fit for our community. Those are our um, targets that we had identified as a DDA and uh, as a city. Mm -hmm. So we work together with what um, small resources we have to um, attract and, and retain those those companies right. that provide value for our community. So, right. uh, But ultimately, it's not up to us. They right. have to decide whether it makes um, good business sense for them to come in. Right. So we are not a logical location for a five below. If you're looking at what they usually consider as part of their rubric mm -hmm. um, for or things, we don't have a huge parking field right in front of the store. Um, they are one of very few um, national retailers who are expanding right now. And they have shown a pattern. This is just um, anecdotal, you know, mm -hmm. for the purpose of our conversation. But where Dress Barn vacates, Five Below has at times shown an interest in locating there. So yep. um, that's part of the science they're using. Um, but we don't have things like, you know, the big parking field. And, you know, we right. do... Um, we make choices to fill Riley Park with cultural programming. We have a farmer's market that you know <laughs> plugs up downtown for a couple of hours and yeah. brings in lots of visitors, both yeah. local and regional. Right. Um, so that's a, that's a push-pull dynamic with a lot of our, our, our merchants downtown who uh, feel that strain on parking. But I, you know, we, we hear from people that they'll park at the outskirts of downtown and walk right. in. So you're walking by those other... Um, businesses and we we share programming with the farmers market that if you're supporting our other downtown businesses you you get a reward for it, like a shopping bag or a shopping you know, bag yes we've yes. sold that out that's um, what i heard yes. walt said that you sold out halfway through last year and we did we have to reorder yeah and it's a good uh, thing it is a good thing it is a good thing and five below took that into account um, they have a broker they're the owner of the groves retail center which is home to uh, TJ Maxx, Cheese Lady, Chive, a, a mix of national and local retailers um, retained this broker who has a lot of knowledge on Main Street. And we spoke at length about it. We have, we've had multiple discussions with, you know, with different uh, inquiries, national and local, to fill that space. And overall, they think that it's a huge positive to have the imagery and the vibrancy and the people gathering right across the street at Raleigh Park. So if people yeah. want to go somewhere, they'll find where to, where to park. Yes, they will. Increasingly. <laughs> yes, they will. Speaking as someone who has parked a, a good eight or ten blocks away to get to the Plymouth Art Fair. Yes. <laughs> I can yes. tell you, people will walk. Right. People right. will walk. It is, it is and it, no disrespect meant for the uh, art on the ground. I, I do go to a lot of art fairs. Yes. I want to be clear about that. Um, it's it's rare yeah. to find that parking spot right in the yep. front row. It is. You're, it you're is. anticipating that. And that yep. goes for visiting a, a restaurant or a, mm -hmm. visiting a retail store that you, you know you want to get to. Absolutely. Um, the, the DDA, as I understand it, really does not have control over who a property owner leases to. That is absolutely true. Okay. That is absolutely true. Um, and so what what do you do to support a business that people on social media, as, as we've talked about, mm -hmm. um, have, have been unhappy about? Um, why would you support a, that business in that space? 
what do you do to support that business in that space? And what can you tell me about its locating there that might help it be a little more palatable for people who are really upset about this? Mm -hmm. Because there's some... There's some turmoil out there. Right, right. So it's important for us to realize, uh, and, and me personally, that I'm not my customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if I had a dream, if any of us had a dream list of, you know, where what we'd like to have in our own community, um, it might look different than what we have. Um, I, I think it's good to think that way. You always want to strive for new ideas and how to attract things that you've seen other places. Um, I'm always having that conversation when I'm in other communities. We don't poach, but I love to talk about what a great opportunity we have for, sure. for really unique concepts that could um, at some point seek a second location or a third location or a variation. Um, and we we always have that conversation going in the background with people who just need that extra piece. You know, they need mm-hmm. a partner to share capital or they're waiting for a certain type of building or square footage to become available. Mm-hmm. We really have a low vacancy rate. So I, it, we do. It's, we do. It's very okay. easy to uh, fixate upon a, a storefront that's been open for a long time. Um, there are many reasons for that in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. You sure. know, maybe it's a, sure. a, an anchor in that building who uh, has, has placed certain requirements as part of their national um, there you go. Yeah. mission that... Yeah. that uh, monopolize certain things about a facility or it could be um just a you know different characteristics or personalities of property owners or, or long time mm-hmm. merchants um we support everyone equally that said uh it's not nothing is equal nothing is fair um and you know if you if you have a parking if you have invested in a, a space that's a adjacent to a large parking field or yeah. um you know, it's it's on a certain strategic location, and and it's on your street. You know, so your your price per square foot may be more or less based on where you are downtown, and right. some of the amenities, or whether, you know whether whether your building has historic character or mm-hmm. charm. Sure, you know, design matters. Those sure. things matter. Um, we find that our merchants who invest in an online presence tend to do better. Okay, that's a reflection of yeah. where we are. Our, that's our economy. That's our community. Those, that's interesting. Um, you know, so when we promote downtown, we have a special budget dedicated to marketing and promotion. And part of that is our cultural programming, our concert series. We want to make sure that everyone is aware of the things that we're doing, mm-hmm. which are ultimately to um, elevate our, the quality of our, our experience in downtown. Okay. Uh, it improves our, our, our values. It um, creates meaning for our residents and visitors. Mm-hmm. And drives traffic. That's that's the point of it. So yeah. we, when we are specifically promoting a business, um, we try and and share it. You know, yep. we, we focus on interesting things sure. that our businesses are working on. We because we are a downtown community, we have a collaborative nature too. Mm-hmm. So I'll use the example of um, working together with Mimosa, the Cheese Lady, uh, Sunflower Bakehouse, Farmington Brewing Company, uh, and Brown Dog. Yeah. So that's a yeah. little ecosystem there. It really is. And let's yeah. throw let's throw new kombucha. Yep. In there. So absolutely. Farmington Brewing Company has uh, they brew something very specific for Brown Dog, which Brown Dog uh, distributes at other stores. They have a store in Northville where they sell mm-hmm. Farmington Brewing Company's salted caramel porter. It's delicious. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, the cheese lady uses grilled cheese bread from old world, their old world bread, mm-hmm. bread at Sunflower Bakehouse. Um, and Mimosa buys cheese from Cheese Lady. Excuse me, New Kombucha is on tap at Farmington Brewing Company, and yeah. they do partnerships. You do beer pairings and kombucha pairings and tastings. Sure. And, sure. Um, and I think that helps raise the community's uh, profile in the community, mm-hmm. regionally and locally. Um, VegFest is an example of that. So they located downtown because some of their vendors and supporters um, and destination businesses were being represented at an off-site festival they did yeah and it just happened that they were all in chive was one of them too so yeah. the, the companies yeah. that i just named plus chive um they thought wait a minute where's what's the epicenter it's downtown it's farmington down. yeah um, so there's the, there's this uh, symbiosis that we have downtown and it's i do i would say that it's collaborative right and, and we have right. this energy that seems to be growing um where we you attract businesses that could support each other mm-hmm so and if you have a presence out there, we're going to talk about it. Particularly right. if we can right. uh, support um, destination hits mm-hmm. to downtown. So so, what does five below bring to that mix? I think that um, whether you've shopped there in the past or you've you've fully support it, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a younger demographic. Um, they, I think all, all ages shop at Five Below, but um, it's a younger demographic than we've had with like a dress barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and their success here um, could be just as a result of locating within our downtown community. The dress barn demographic slice in downtown Farmington was not normal. It yeah. was really special. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was in part because of their location. It was their incredible staff who was loyal mm-hmm. uh, until the end. It was their management. Um, their decision to join, uh, their their manager served on our DDA board sure. uh, as, a, as an invaluable resource for years. And um, they enjoyed their, their experience in downtown Farmington. That store was extremely profitable, mm-hmm. uh, in part because they had three generations going there to shop. Sure. Or a first communion or a wedding or, you know, an interview. And um, so it really served a lot of purposes, and it was a big part of our downtown community. Mm-hmm. It could be that this Five Below really flourishes because they're the recipient of that uh, community connection and, and the trip traffic that we know um, that store drives. Could be that you go in to buy something for your school project or your birthday party favor or... Mm-hmm. Um, some home improvement thing that you're you're doing while you're somewhere else and you you may swing by the farmer's market you might pick up a slice of cheese you might get some ice cream coffee you never know a pair of sparkly high-heeled boots who knows <laughs> who it's, knows it's all here in downtown farming it is and we'll have to wait and see what happens but yeah. we fully support the um the lease that's that's come about as a as a result of right. Bible coming in if someone wants to come in and invest in a premier 11,000-square-foot retail anchor location on Grand River in the heart of our downtown, uh, and we have a property owner who's put a lot of work into it and has invested in, in attracting and retaining them, we don't stand in their way. Yeah. Empty storefronts do not serve us well. Yeah, that is the truth. Um, what... Um, 
do you know what the timeline is for Five Below at this point or not? Well, we see the paper on the windows. We know that they have uh, some transformation taking place back there. Um, and I knowing that you and I were having this conversation, I yeah. just uh, reached out one more time to to see what the calendar, official calendar was. But soon. 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 <laughs> It's another mystery. It's another mystery. Another downtown Farmington mystery. Downtown intrigue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're well, eagerly anticipating. Is is there anything else you want people to know about this particular project, about what's going on in downtown Farmington that I, we haven't talked about? Well, I think that um, it is of note. Um, it's a it's a really um, unique phenomenon that a, a large percentage of our square footage in downtown Farmington has changed hands in the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. And that includes um, all kinds of property. It includes, well, maybe two, closer to 24 months now, but Groves Retail Center, yeah. um, which has been here for a long time and has been the recipient of a, a lot of um, improvement, streetscape improvement to enhance parking and uh, aesthetics. Um, both in that streetscape in front of it with lighting and planting and parking spaces and sidewalk, um, but also a facade improvement. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that's been purchased as a new owner. Um, the downtown Farmington Center, which people okay. may uh, may or may not realize stretches from Lizzie's to Fitness 19 with fresh time in between, mm-hmm. uh, wraps up Farmington Road, um, a few storefronts, and then also includes the plaza, um, that has Starbucks and yep. the, the mix that's in there. So that was also purchased by a national uh, conglomerate. They're family-owned. This oh. is their first foray into Michigan. They have property in 16 states, and they chose downtown Farmington as their first investment. Nice. So they're improving. They're throwing a new roof on the entire thing as we, we speak. I've seen the mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense now. They're okay. stepping in and investing. And then uh, an investment of an entirely different kind is the sale recently of the Farmington State Savings Bank property, which is not only the former Village Mall, but um, you know the property extends. It represents almost an acre of property in downtown Farmington. So that's a local investment, um, and they're going to transform and enhance, mm-hmm. renovate, invest mm-hmm. in um, the Village Mall, which is a really important historic building. Um, but it's not um, so pristine that we have to treat right. it with you know white gloves. Right. They have a really thoughtful design team uh, who has a history of carefully transforming uh, what could be considered functionally obsolete historic buildings into really oh. beautiful spaces. You know they, they want to sandblast the exterior and restore it, wow. invest in new new windows, and um, it's it's a really exciting opportunity. Yeah. Um, the DDA, we're talking about how we support downtown business communities. We have a grant that we applied for and received. Um, we wrote it with um, some generality in mind because we weren't sure exactly how that was going to work with the, the transaction and timing of that mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but the businesses who have been displaced by the redevelopment of this project um, are eligible for a move migration grant, which if they stay downtown, we'd like to help um, support some of the, the costs that would be incurred yeah. for moving. And it's it's really interesting, the range of businesses who've located there for a long yes. time. Yeah. The great story there is that um, everybody wanted to stay downtown. That's nice. We yeah. had uh, one, one merchant who uh, could not stay because they needed second floor space with a lot of natural light. We just don't have anything available for that um, with those, those requests. But everyone mm-hmm. wanted to stay. 
So we saw some reshuffling of mm-hmm. uh, businesses who were already in there. Yeah. Uh, we had a business who invested in downtown M&D Flowers, for example, moved I into saw, a yeah. premier Green yeah. River spot, um, yep. and they're flourishing there. So um, it's been a good good incubator for a lot of downtown yeah. businesses. We've retained um, more than 90% of them successfully oh, downtown. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be looking to um, help the owners of the project, uh, JLP, um, where they do have vacancy. Think of really um, good fits for downtown. Mm-hmm. They're open to that. They're very um, cooperative and high energy, and they're bringing more employees downtown. This initial investment, um, which will be the relocation of their uh, headquarters into downtown, will mean more than 50 people. That's just at first. And those people need um, shoe repair. They need sandwiches. They're looking for a place to have coffee, maybe smoke a cigar and have a meeting after work. They need cheese. They need cheese, Joni. Who doesn't need cheese? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to pick up some pet food and, you know, bag of peaches. Yeah, organic uh, beef at fresh time. Right. So we we want people to come downtown and enjoy what we have. And it really... um, Stimulates our local economy and makes it possible for all of our all of our businesses to thrive. The development of the Maxfield Training Center, we yes. hope, yeah. will result in some significant investment for downtown. We know that there is a huge demand to live downtown. Mm-hmm. So if you live in a walkable community, that's a pretty nice quality of life. Yep, it sure is. Okay, on that note. We'll have some other things to talk about. Wonderful. I look forward to our next meeting. I think it'll be fun. Thank you for the conversation. Thanks for giving us the lowdown on downtown. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) I didn't even have uh, 60 ounces of coffee, Joni. Here I am.